Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Are you ready for God's word this morning? As you can tell, it's going to be on forgiveness. I was watching a video on CNN of all places. Good morning, by the way. It's not one of my favorite stations. It is a station. And I was watching a story about a young man by the name of Anthony Cologne. And Anthony lost his brother in a drug deal gone bad in the projects of New York City where he lived. His brother at that time was kind of like the one that took care of Anthony. And his brother had no drugs on him. He wasn't looking for a deal, but he was outside with friends and there were drug dealers in the community. For those that were here Wednesday night did not We experienced the presence of the Lord in a mighty way with Josh. Yeah? Was that not awesome? What God did in here Wednesday night? You can come with your problems, but your problems can't continue to show up. Because they have to be dealt with and they have to go away. So in that situation that took place, Michael Rowe pulled out the gun and he just turned loose. And it hit Anthony's brother and was gunned down right there outside of their apartments. Michael Rowe went to prison for that and was in prison for 20 years. But during that time, Anthony squared away with God. And while he didn't know Michael, God knew Michael. And God squared Michael away. Both of them came into the kingdom. Both of them now are brothers in the family, but hadn't had contact yet. In the interview, Anthony said this, the church does a great job talking about forgiveness, but doesn't demonstrate it very well. Two things that should set aside, make you different than the world, is just two things. And I believe in all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm not here to debate if you believe that or not, or if you ever will believe that or not. Those are important, but they won't transform people's lives. The love of Jesus Christ demonstrated through forgiveness. I was raised in the church. We'll finish the story. I'm still in the church, have had many times and many reasons why to leave the church, like many do. Nudge your neighbor and say, that's good preaching right there. See, that's the joy of having someone who's been in ministry for a long time. Because I'm still fresh. I was at Lancaster yesterday, and when I told those men that I'm mentoring... My actual age, they freaked out. They said, you don't even look close to that. And I said, I don't feel that way, and I don't act that way. 
But if there's anything I could say about the church, it's this. We don't show love enough, and we don't walk in forgiveness like the cross. We want it, but we don't give it. And in a moment, you're going to see from God's word that when we receive it, but we don't extend it, God stops. I drove back into the driveway this morning after being out for a few moments, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me as a result of spiritual gifts. And he said, it is dangerous to live in unforgiveness, which puts you in the past, setting in a forward ministry, which will cause spiritual convulsions. And I turned to my wife when I shared that to her, and I said, one of the things that disturbs me as a minister of the gospel, is that we want to feel good, we just don't want to think. But it was Jesus who said, what think ye of Christ? I really do want you to think about Christ. I really do want you to consider who he is. And if you know him, show him. Intellectually, we can say we walk in forgiveness. I just wait for it to show up to see if it's real. And so Michael came to know Jesus Christ in prison. We love them when they're in there, don't we? But we're not quite sure what to do when they come out, do we? And by God, please don't show up at our church. Remember now, I was raised in the church, so I know all about religious people. They're more sick than those that are truly lost. We don't mind going and ministering to those who are incarcerated, but by God, please don't show up here. That is a very sick person. Come and see me. I'll present you to the great physician who can heal you of your dreaded disease of hypocrisy. So in the interview on CNN, Anthony said, God had something for us that we didn't know. That even though I lost my brother who was everything to me through murder, through drugs... I began to meet Michael, Michael Rowe, who now not only has a bachelor's degree while he was in prison, but now has a master's degree. He serves his 20 years, and at his graduation, guess who was present? Anthony Colon. It's easy to talk about forgiveness, but it's a joy to walk it out. Because that's where you get to find out if you really are born again. Good news. Not everybody who says they're born again truly is born again. Let me give you an example. I remember back when I was coaching, kids would say, I'm as good as Michael Jordan. Just because you think so, that doesn't mean you are. Just because you try to make a move like LeBron James doesn't make you LeBron James. Just because you say, I'm born again, if it doesn't show up in love and forgiveness, 
you might want to check your credentials. Because as we close out the story on Michael Rowe and Anthony Cologne, I want to present to you Jesus Christ, who at the cross and on the cross said, Father, forgive them. I know, intellectually you're saying, if not religiously, but that was God on the cross. He's supposed to say that. The same spirit that dwelt in Jesus now dwells in you. Now dwells in me. And he expects me to forgive people. He expects for me to forgive in my home. He expects for me to forgive at hilltop and summit. He expects for me to forgive in every aspect of my life. When I stop, he stops. No, 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 no. Towards me. You're going to see that in God's word in just a few moments. When I stop forgiving, my heavenly Father stops forgiving me. You can short-circuit your own progress. Aren't you glad you're under the sound of the gospel this morning? Because the Bible says that unless he cuts the day short, faith wouldn't even exist. Why did you say that? Because deception is easy. And it's happening all around us. So when someone says, I'm a Christian, and they don't walk in forgiveness, okay, okay, we are called to forgive. And so today, those two men, Anthony and Michael, both of them walk as brothers, and they're working in a program in New York City called Exodus, reaching young men going in are incarcerated and coming out, preparing them for life. And at the close of the clip, it shows them embracing each other. That, ladies and gentlemen, is forgiveness. What have I seen through my life growing up in the church and having been in ministry for a long time? People exiting because they don't know how to forgive. But walking out of one ministry to another ministry or walking out of a ministry back into the world leaves you in chains. Why put down people who are incarcerated? Many Christians walk around in chains. God, by the Holy Spirit, is here this morning and He is calling us to walk in forgiveness. Those who do are free. So we can actually be in the church, born from above and bound, unwilling to forgive. And I have to tell you this this morning. Forgiveness is a process. You can start today, but you're going to have to work through it day by day. And you're going to have to set your will to say, I do forgive. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. I like that one. Because a lot of men see it as a weakness. I'm not going to forgive my wife. I'm not going to forgive my children because I'm strong. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. May God... There's a lot of sad... Can I break this down to you? Now remember... I've not been tracking faith for a short season. 
I saw it demonstrated in my parents. I watched ministry with my parents, and I've been in ministry for a long time. There's a lot of unhappy Christians. Unhappy. Just looking at that, it would say to me, perhaps there's unforgiveness that hasn't been dealt with. God not only wants us to experience it, God wants us to share it and show it to other people. A happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. And I'd like to add forgetters. When you forgive someone in your home, it's done and it's over. Stop talking about it. If you want to bring up their past, then let God bring yours up. Forgiveness is the giving and so the receiving of life. Where there is forgiveness, you have life. Where there is no forgiveness, you have death. God wants this house, God wants this community to learn how to forgive one another. A short story, many of you have seen the movie, uh, The End of the Spear, and a lot of people have given attention to Jim Elliott, and rightfully so, but Nate Saint was also there. And Nate Saint was martyred for the cause of Jesus Christ. He also laid down his life by choice. And it was his sister who remained down there among the Aqua Indians the rest of her life, serving those who had done injustice. So when you say you've got it, show it. I wasn't raised in the charismatic or the Pentecostal movement. I embrace it completely. I believe in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but some of the most treacherous people to be around are spirit-filled Christians. I said treacherous. They'll cut you in a heartbeat and begin praying in tongues a moment afterwards. And that just doesn't set well with me at all. Like it brings out my old nature. Like... Are you serious? Or get in a back room and begin talking about other people, but then come into the sanctuary and want to get their prayer. Are, are you serious? What are you drinking? I won't gossip in the house. I don't gossip in my home. And I'm not going to gossip in the marketplace. When we do our next marriage thing, we're on letter G. I'll go ahead and let you know so you can be here. It's all about gossip and how sick our society has become. If you work and operate in forgiveness, there'll be no gossip. Lord, are you here this morning? Or am I here by myself? Of course he's here. If you're a person who walks in forgiveness, you don't have any time for gossip. But when you're a person who lives in unforgiveness, man, you're on it all day long. You're just working that thing. Just getting that thing on. Just, ooh, check that out. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, what the, ooh, look at that. Ooh, ooh, ah. Sick people travel fast. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, now as we open up the bread of life, I pray that you will speak to our hearts. Not that we're known just as people who believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, but we demonstrate your love and your forgiveness and we're learning to go quietly. It rubs us sometimes deep, but we know that forgiveness must be demonstrated and manifested as it was in the life of your son, as it was in the life of young Stephen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I turn your attention before we go to Matthew to the book of Acts. It won't be on the screen, but it should be in your heart. When I was there at Lancaster yesterday morning, those young men that I'm mentoring said, how is it that you can just bring scriptures and bring things? Where, where does that come from? I started chiding them and playing a little bit, and I said, happens overnight. We live in an instant gratification society. So I had to tell them, if you think you can get this overnight, you're mistaken. You don't become a power hitter overnight. You don't become a great blocker overnight. You don't become a great CEO overnight. You don't become a millionaire overnight unless something went wrong. And it will. That was prophetic, by the way. I believe in prophecy, biblical prophecy, not the shenanigans that goes on most of the time in ministry. When I hear someone beginning to want to prophesy, I look to see if they operate in love and forgiveness. Because if they don't have any forgiveness and love in their heart, I don't want to hear a thing they have to say. So I bring you to your attention in the book of Acts, his name was Stephen. We just mentioned him in the prayer. He has taken a stand for the cause of Jesus Christ. Have you? Is it easy to follow Jesus in here? But what about at the high school? Are you a cultural Christian or a biblical Christian? Well, it's okay. This is the society norm. So I do what everybody else is doing. Really? So Stephen had taken a stand for the cause of Christ and it cost him his life. They were in the final stages in the book of Acts of stoning him. Before the Bible says he goes to sleep, that's one translation, under the weight of those stones, he lifted up his voice and he said, Father, do not lay this charge to their feet. I hope I don't have to go out that way, but what a powerful testimony, church, of what it means to walk in forgiveness. Marriages do not have to unravel. Marriages do not have to end up in divorce if we'll begin walking in forgiveness. If you have your Bibles and would like to go to Matthew chapter 6, or you may follow along on the screen, Jesus is speaking here and he says, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I used to be a person that would hold a grudge in a heartbeat. I could have a P.O. attitude fast and maintain that P.O. attitude. That's not a post office zip there, folks. Just kind of let you know. I said to an individual as I was leaving Lancaster yesterday, I'm feeling more and more comfortable outside the church than I do in the church. 
Tuesday night, I had a chance to go to Gainesville and be a part of feeding the homeless. And God ripped my heart. Just ripped it. And it needed to be ripped. Yesterday, we were at Shan's to minister on behalf of Gary just to be there. And we're walking back out to the elevator. And a young lady comes in and she's crying. And she just lets it fly in the elevator as the doors are shut. And that was not the time to go, thou art sinning. Or pulling any other of that stuff that we like to do. And then she began to share what she was going through and the pain and how she wasn't being served. Are you available to serve? You can't serve if you walk in unforgiveness. You won't serve. And so she just began to put it all out there. She started talking about the disease and what she was facing. And and she said, I do believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, church. And she said, I'm dealing with Crohn's disease. I love it when my wife was with me so that she can absolutely see that I endeavor to walk by faith and not by sight. Now, sightful Christians can't stand that. If you are a sight-oriented Christian, I rub you the wrong way and I know it. But since you live by your sight, tell me what heaven looks like right now. Let me know how you're going to get there. Since it's all about you and how you do it, you better learn to walk by faith. People who walk by faith forgive before the fact. I'd love to tell you the story about what Ord Morrow went through and how as a senior pastor, he was able to help those within the ministry and he always told them this. I'll just give you this tidbit. You were forgiven before you did it. That's where God wants us to live. I look out upon the body of Christ, and I don't mean in here. I mean everywhere, and I see chips all over the place. And I'm not talking about chips on the table. I'm talking about chips on the shoulder. And if you don't think they're there, just touch it and watch what happens. All you know what breaks loose. And so the elevator door opens up and we begin to walk out and the girl's just crying and it's like no one's coming to my aid. And I just mentioned to her, I was kind of waiting on Robin. She kind of was waiting on me. That's not a bad lead. So I said, excuse me. I said, "Um, would you mind if we just pray with you? Very, very soft voice. Just, And she looked at me and I said, we'd just like to pray with you about your situation. And and on top of that, um, my wife has gone through Crohn's disease. Anybody here can tell me about a DI or a DA? Divine appointments and divine intervention. See, if you walk in the spirit, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And you won't be thinking about trying to get back to your car because it's raining at Shands. You'll take the time to pray for somebody that God just brought into your world. Come on, church. And because Robin prays better and shorter, amen, I turned to her in that hallway. We were in the hallway, people walking right by. I said, sweetheart, will you pray for her, please? 
It was incredible. I won't tell you specifically what I was doing, but I was in the restroom this morning. Not here. At home. And the Holy Spirit, I said I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can listen upstairs or you can listen downstairs. I prefer upstairs. I'd much rather hear the voice of God than my own voice. I just want to hear His voice. I just want to hear His voice. I just want to hear the voice of God. And so I'm doing what you should be doing, and I heard the voice of the Lord. I thought, wow, dude, nobody else wants to come in here but you. Wow, it's pretty good. Oh, man, I love your presence. And I really did say that. I have a good time. I walk with the Lord. I'm not a very religious person. And sometimes things might slip out that shouldn't slip out. I try to put filters there. And I really did. I said, wow, nobody else. I said, man, Lord, you're really cool. You're my best friend. Nobody else. My girl, who says she's my best friend, doesn't want to come in here. But here you are. And this is what the Lord gave to me. It was so smooth. It was so cool. He said, do you remember yesterday? He said, I answered that prayer. I hooked up with, yep. So I hooked up with Robin and I said, oh, by the way, I know we probably won't ever meet this girl again who was at Shands and who's in the hospital and she was making her way from one area to another. I said, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning and said that he answered prayer. Now, let me tell you how that scales down to us who have curious minds. How, when, where, and how will I know? Don't we do that? We aren't just satisfied with the fact that God answers prayer. We want him to prove how he did it. And he's done with that. Ooh, that was a good message right there. Ooh, that one got too close. Because we love to be, since God showed it and God did it, let me, I, I need to check it all out. I don't need to validate God. Really? Like his credentials need to be checked. We're in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. We're going to move quickly now. From that verse, these two principles the Holy Spirit gave to me. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they'll never be on display for you to judge. Most of the gifts that God has given to me operate outside this house. On a one-on-one, in a small group situation, working with people in great need. I don't, listen, listen, it's too late in my life to have fanfare, to try to show somebody I've got something. Man, I've walked with the Lord. I know who he is. And I also found out I disturbed him the other day, and I kind of felt like a little shift, and I said, man, whatever you do, don't leave. I don't mean my salvation. I'm talking about I've got to have the constant awareness of his presence in my life. I've got to know. That's what gives me the juice. That Urban Meyer might want to talk about the juice athletically, but there's juice in heaven that you need to tap into. I just, that just kind of slid in there. Mm. But when you're walking in unforgiveness, God has to hold the new wine for later because you're not ready. You already are enjoying the old wine. When I talk about the old wine, I'm talking about the world system. I'm talking about the church system. I'm talking about the way we want it done. It blew their minds when Jesus shows up with the best wine and they go, what's the deal, man? He saved the best for last. So keep laying yourself out there and take what the world has to offer. 
It's cheap up front, and it burns on the backside. And you can think about that. Principle number one from the book of Matthew chapter 6. People are going to sin against you. Accept it. People are going to sin against you. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes just because. Principle number two, how we handle forgiveness will be measured back to us by the Father. By passing the quote, forgiveness is the key to action and freedom. Matthew chapter 8, verse 21. Listen closely. And Peter came to Jesus and asked. It's a, it's a typical thing. I had one of our administrators the other day, and I won't mention the name. I was in a short meeting, and the individual came to me and said, just call me Peter. I knew exactly right away what he was talking about. We've all, most of us as men, have been there. Said what we shouldn't have said at the wrong time to the wrong people. Peter, again, is on display in the flesh. Oh, man, I love the Holy Ghost. And some of you are not even catching it. Peter is about to go on display in the flesh. So he uses this approach trying to trap the king. Who's the author of forgiveness? Come on, church. Dare I say this? Having been around Dr. Vance Havner and many others, the churches today have accepted shallow teaching and call it good. And when you get into good, solid biblical teaching, they look at you like, where are you coming from? More, let me send it right back. Where have you been? And Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? I don't know if he is speaking right here because I haven't studied the Greek on this particular verse. I'm not sure if he's speaking about his actual brother or a brother in the kingdom. Up to seven times. Remember now, he's showing out in the flesh. He is on parade. And Jesus answers, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And when I studied a little bit deeper on that, that's actually in a 24-hour period. Now, Robin and I have had some disagreements, but not 77 times in a day. Lord Jesus, I need counseling if that's the case. Now, you might go to her and say, you know, I've had to forgive him. I cannot tell you how many times. And I thank her for it. The two principles from that passage, members of the family will need to be forgiven. But what are we teaching in our churches today? If you haven't... If you have a difference with a brother or a sister, just leave. Great job of modeling for your children. I'm just going to go ahead and preach here. Since you can't work through it and iron it out, just pick up everything and go somewhere else. Listen, your kids aren't going to listen to what you say. They're going to model what you do. Just a moment there in the spirit. Had to have that one. I drink whenever I want, by the way, not alcohol. (laughs) Members not only of the family of God, but members in your household are going to have to be forgiven. What are you going to do, kick them out? What are you going to do, disown your children? 
You forgive them. They, they don't care how many times you've read the Bible. <clears throat> One of the young men yesterday, they said to me, Sir, because they're being taught how to reorganize their lives. They said, Sir, how many times have you read the Bible? I said, That's not important. Because, see, we're trying to find out how it, did he get where he is or where did she get where she is. It's not about that. What it's about is this. Do I carry love and do I forgive people? I'm a Bible scholar, but I'll cause hell in your life. But I know God's word. Keep your word and get out of my life. Keep your word and get out of my life. I forgive you. You're dangerous to the kingdom and everybody else that even comes around you. People don't care. People don't care how much you know about Scripture. They want to know that when they offend you, when they've marked you, when they stone you, when they say things that are absolutely not true, you step up and forgive. Oh, Jesus, come on. The fourth principle, moving quickly, forgiveness is a lifestyle for you towards others. You know, when this thing is all done, called the journey, I know there's going to be people who are going to be left behind. That's another message I'm getting ready to preach. Left behind, but not alone. I shared that out at the district the other day, and they said, oh, man, that's, those are good books. That's a great movie. I said, I'm not talking about that. That's a hook. We're still here, but we're not alone because the Holy Spirit is available. But you know what? Most kids don't like their teachers. And so most parents don't teach them about the Holy Spirit. And so they don't even know to open up to the Holy Spirit. And if you don't open up to the Holy Spirit, I'm sure some of you are going, man, he, he's out all over the place. Really? The Holy Spirit will let you know you're walking in unforgiveness. You need to stop reading your Bible and get with your children and get it right. Woo, that's good preaching right there. Woo, that's good preaching right there. Woo, that's good preaching right there. Well, I'm having my devotions. When I get done with my devotions, I'll go see my wife. I'll talk to you today. All right. Wait till you see the next scripture. Are we ready? Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Two principles that the Lord gave to me. Forgiveness is the first step to reconciliation. And the second one, which would be the sixth one so far, there is a greater gift to give than at the altar. Moving through the quote, I want to go to Luke chapter 6 and verse 37. This is a huge one. There's three principles out of this verse. We're talking today about forgiveness and how we can walk in freedom. Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Principle, are you ready? Those who forgive do not judge. Man, I... 
I'll do my best. I'll, I'll wait till I get back to my car and by myself later on where I can just begin to pray in the Spirit. Because that is huge. When you walk in forgiveness, you don't walk in judgment. I mean, we could stay here all day. I know you don't need to do that because we've got an incredible afternoon coming up with all kinds of food and fun and ball game and all of that. But listen, Jesus modeled that. He had a chance to judge the young lady. He had a chance to judge the woman at the well. He had a chance. Those who forgive do not judge. The next principle from that verse And those who judge do not forgive. And let me tell you how cool this is in the church. We won't use the word judgment towards people. God gave me the gift of discernment. I discern. Well, why don't you discern your own junk? Look at the junk in your own trunk and don't worry about anybody else's junk. It used to be judgment, but now, especially in the charismatic, full gospel, Pentecostal, we wouldn't use the word judgment. God's given me the gift of discernment. I discern this. I've been reading a lot by Oswald Chambers over the last four or five days, and he talks about the gift of discernment. And when God gives you discernment about something going on in someone's life, God invites you to get to the secret place and pray. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on the internet. Don't share it with anybody. Just get there. Well, Josh, you're going to like this. We parked our vehicle yesterday in Trenton, of all places. No offense. I mean, I coached in Chiefland, so there's still a little bit of love, okay? And a little bit of... It would really come back if I started coaching. But when we came back, Robin said, of course... You want to go into the store? My head said no. My heart said, there's a lot at stake. Come on, man. Oh, man. My son's got his head down. I don't understand. So we walked in. And she found it. I'm going to go back and get it. And I'm going to put it in the office at the school. In my office. Because if it's there, it's good. If I put it out there in the main area, that could cause some problems. It's the entire Psalm 91 about the secret place. If you want to know other people's business, since you know, why don't you get upstairs and pray over them and stop all the other stuff? Oh, that's good preaching right there. Man, I feel like Sonny Liston right now. Ooh, baby. I don't have any speed like Muhammad Ali, but don't get too close. That's what God's doing in my life. He's inviting me. Don't talk about it. Let's go upstairs. Let's Let's get in the secret place of the Most High. Meet me right here, Dennis. Meet me right here. Let's pray, son. I'll pray through you. I'll pray for you. I'll pray with you. I am the one that ever lives to make intercession for my people. What is it? What's on your heart? You don't need to get on the internet. You don't need to go here and there and tell everybody. Meet me in the secret place. Let me have it. Let me handle it. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. 
Those who forgive do not judge, and those who judge do not forgive. And the last one, before we go to our last verse, and those who condemn others will be condemned. Ravaging wolves. I remember hearing Bob Gass. He's the author of the devotional, The Word for You Today. Those are not my devotionals. I keep getting all these emails back about, man, these devotionals are right on point. Bob Gass is the author of that. Listen closely. I'm talking about condemnation. I'm talking about the church condemning each other, but we're wanting the world to come in. Are you kidding me? What are we smoking? If we are jacking each other around and we're messing with each other in the house, why would anyone want to come in? I wouldn't. Heck no. It's bad enough out there. I don't need to come in here around the brotherhood and get smashed. Oh, the Holy Spirit's here. I thought I saw some steel-toed shoes this morning when I came in. God's speaking to all of us. Those who condemn others will be condemned. Let's go to Acts chapter 7, verse 59 and 60. It's our last verse. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Let's just pause right there for a moment. Almost identical words, what Jesus prayed on the cross. God doesn't just want you to be born again, ready for heaven. God wants you to be transformed for earth. That won't be up there. You might want to write that one down or listen to it on on the podcast. It's not just about getting people born again. It's about a transformation so I can live down here, though my residency is there. And he fell on his knees and he cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Principle? Forgiveness releases both the sin and the sinner. I did some work over the weekend on this message and I went back to Nelson Mandela. That guy got crapped on. He got trashed. 27 years deep for a crime he didn't commit. I was going to read all the quotes that I found about Nelson Mandela. And when he came out, 27 years deep in prison for crimes he never committed. And this is one of the things that he said. As I come out, you know, he eventually became president. Hello, Joseph. From the prison to the palace. He said, I want to extend a hand of reconciliation to the nation, to the people in South Africa. And he lived the duration of his life Forgiving, restoring, and reconciling people. 
There are people all over these communities that don't go to church. When they see us filled with love and forgiveness, they're not going to be impressed with your gifts. And they don't care about our talents. And they don't care about anything else. They just want to know two things. Will you love me? And will you forgive me? I'm going to step on your feet so many times, and I'm going to do things that are going to displease you, but will you forgive me? I shared this many years ago. I'm going to give you just a snippet of this. I'll practice it for the rest of my life because it was demonstrated to me. And then we're going to pray, and those that need for God to do a work in their hearts in regards to unforgiveness, I'm going to invite you to come, and I just want to pray over you. I've had my staff so many times go, man, tell us what happened, which I'll never do. I respect garbage collectors, as in our communities, but I am not a garbage person. I don't want your junk, and you can't have my junk. Why don't you take your junk and put it to the cross? The Holy Spirit woke me up not too long ago. There's those gifts again. And he showed me trash cans all over Levy County. And he said, most of my people are living there. Living in garbage. But wanting rhema, wanting revelation of God's word, but living for the garbage. And you don't think we have prodigals? The Bible says that the prodigal son was in the pig's pen. Most Christians, let alone the lost, live in the pig's pen. That's it. I've done, I'm done with that man. What can we do to get rid of Dennis Weber? Not much. Not much. Very little. I'm not interested in garbage. I'm interested in you coming and finding everything you need in him. And when you talk to me, it stops right there. Go ahead, check it out. Get on all that stuff and see if my name's there. Check it out. And you wonder why people aren't coming to Christ? Because we don't operate in love and we don't walk in forgiveness. And if we have forgiven somebody, we want everybody to know what we've done. Stephen said before he went to sleep, he said, whatever you do, don't lay this to their charge. Don't let this count through eternity. I close with this story. In the early 70s, I was dismissed from college for all the right reasons. Wrong reasons. Right reasons. I was kicked out of school. I called my parents, tell them I'm going to be leaving Saskatchewan. I'll be coming back across into Windsor, Ontario. They're in the state up north, and I said, if you'll come and meet me, that would be Michigan for you folks who are not quite sure. And I'm coming home. <laughs> folks, I don't know if my dad ever had a heavenly prayer language, but he certainly walked with God. Because he knew how to keep his mouth shut. Because see, all that you've got is the same thing I have. You've got experience and you've got knowledge. 
And I was thinking, oh, crap, wait till I get back. For some of you that heard this out at the old facility, the little one, know that I've not lost my memory. But this is for everyone to know how to walk in forgiveness. Just shattered everything from my parents' ministry. Put a shattered moment there. That's going to travel back in the 70s when we didn't have all the stuff we've got now. Like some people might even be texting right now going, you know, this message sucks. Man, this is terrible. Or you wait till you get to your cars and go, man, was he terrible today? Oh, I love to uncover the skunk. Oh, I love, I love to do that. Ooh, I'd like to see it get on fire. Because we could live at a higher level. We can live from a different realm. So they picked me up at the airport in Windsor, Ontario. He puts his arm around me. And he says to me, son, I love you. Let's go back to the parsonage. Get back into it. I thought, okay, wait till we get home. His home. He's, he's saving for this. He don't want to show out and... Have you ever been noticing how parents show out in the communities and just rip their kids? Have you noticed that? Or parents show up at school and up and slug their child, but I can't paddle them, but they can hit their child in the mouth? You think I just made that up, don't you? But he was not going to embarrass me or himself or the cause of Jesus Christ. We get back home, I'm thinking, okay, now we're safe. In his mind, it's coming. And Brian, this is what he said. Son, let's pray. Let's pray. We pray. He looked at me, took his glasses off, and he looked at me, and he said, I love you. Let's get a good night's rest. Jesus, what the heck is this? I'm expecting stuff. I just went downstairs and laid there. I thought, maybe in the morning. <laughs> Parents, now do you see how kids think? It's coming. I just don't know when. Almost finished, because I'm going to show you. What, how, that's how we think towards God, too. He said he forgave me, but it's got to be coming. I know he's going to get me. I know he's coming. He's going he's to bust my child. Get up the next morning, have breakfast. And all that he said was this. He said, we'll work through this together. Let's pray. And so, Father, we bless your name this morning. We thank you for the goodness of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are willing to work through anything that's going on in our lives. You won't broadcast it. You won't put it on the evening news. You aren't going to tweet anybody. You're not going to put it on Facebook. You're just going to take it and bury it as far as the east is from the west. Now, may we, your people, follow your example. In Jesus' name. God's people said. Well, if the Holy Spirit has been here today, we're going to have a great time this afternoon. But I want us to walk out differently than how we walked in. I think it's just a few moments after 12. Look this way. That was the turning point in my life. 
I wonder what he got kicked out for. A lot worse than you can think. That'll give you something to think about. And that'll tell you which trail you travel. I did that on purpose right there, folks. So you can check yourself out. There will be a message coming. When I'm going to line, I'm telling you ahead of time, I'm going to line this whole area with garbage cans. I'm going to go out and try to find garbage and stuff garbage in every one of these. And I'm going to ask God to cleanse every one of us in this tri-county area for all the garbage we live by. And then wonder why we don't have a nice flow of the Holy Ghost through our lives. Used to listen to an old Christian rock group and one of their songs was Garbage In, Garbage Out. If you take a steady diet of nothing but what's going on in the community, you are so short-sighted. But that's coming. But this morning, if God has spoken to your heart, I just want to pray over those who absolutely know there's been unforgiveness in my there's malice, there's anger. There's retaliation, there's resentment, there's payback, you just wait. Man, they hell to pay, boy. Pastor, I can't believe you'd say that, because that's exactly what many of us do say. They got hell to pay, you just wait. It may take me five or ten years, but when I get my shot, I am going to bury that person. I remember one time saying, as you get ready to prepare your heart to come for prayer, I remember one time saying during a game, something had happened in a basketball game, and I said, you just wait. And the Holy Spirit on the sideline said to me, I gave you this opportunity. I'll take it away. I cleaned that up right away. Because I had that attitude, that competitive attitude. Ooh, you just wait. And the Holy Spirit right on that sideline said to me, so gently, I gave you this opportunity. I'll take it away. So if you've got any of that stuff going on and God has spoken to you, I'm not going to name any of those other things that could be attached to unforgiveness. I'm going to just invite you to come and stand. Any area of unforgiveness, a a, a judgmental attitude, condemning others, looking down at other people, wondering why in the world this is an opportunity. You come. I'm not going to tear you along. I'm going to give you a chance to come. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.